James, welcome. Thank you for taking a chance to talk with me for a few minutes. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, so can we start by just having you tell us a little bit about your work at LCS, how long you've been doing it, and your role? Yeah. Um, so I started here at Lutheran Community Services back in 2016, I think, is when I had my interview to be a clinical intern here when I was in graduate school. Uh, I attended Gonzaga University and uh, earned a Master of Arts in Clinical Mental Health Counseling. And so I've been here since then. Essentially, I fell in love with the mission of this agency, um, with the populations that we serve and the work that we do. Uh, tremendously difficult work, um, you know, centered around child trauma, um, working with adults and refugee populations. Um, so currently I'm a licensed mental health counselor. I just became fully licensed last week, I believe, actually. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, and so I've been been here ever since and, and just kind of loving the work that I do and the populations that we serve. Tell us a little bit about your team and what are you guys seeing as challenges um, that your clients are facing, particularly in light of COVID-19? Um, so <laughs> for people that are therapists, uh, we, we get into this line of work because we are very human-centered people um, by nature, I think. And so the, the big challenge for us right now is that we don't get to experience that those interpersonal relationships the ways that you would in that traditional in-office setting where, where we get to see, see our people. Um, and so that's been one of the, one of the biggest challenges that we're facing as a team, I think, is that we're not necessarily always prepared to do our work in this, in this way. And so it's been a pretty big adjustment. Um, you know, as, as society progresses, there are some online platforms now like Talkspace and Better, Better Help that offer uh, telehealth for people that, you know, if they work non-traditional hours so outside of that eight to five time, um, or for people who would just prefer uh, to, to visit with people this way. Um, but for the vast majority of therapists, we don't, we don't necessarily experience that. And that's been a pretty big challenge. Another big challenge is because of the populations that we serve and, and that we do focus on a lot of trauma work here is that as a team, we lean heavily on one another for that support and uh, not being physically present with one another, uh, you know, physically distant, but still socially present. Kind of the, the, the phrase that's been going around has been pretty challenging. Well, we can still stay connected in, in certain ways that, that distance, that physical distance has been very difficult. Yeah, I can imagine. I know, especially with this work, it's so critical to have colleagues that you can process with and and share some of that and through that case consulting work that you do. And um, so um, I know that you're probably having to get creative in how you stay connected as a, as a team. Mm -hmm. Do you have any stories that stick out from your connection with clients as you've been as you said, physically distant, but still trying to stay socially connected. Mm -hmm. Signs of stories with clients or any other signs of hope that you've seen from the local community rallying? Mm -hmm. I think so. I think there's pieces, you know, the first week or two, it seemed pretty mellow for people. And a lot of the, like the children and the teenagers that I work with, they were actually pretty excited for this. Um, a lot of the ones that we work with, they often struggle with school. They struggle academically, they struggle socially. Um, and this was, you know, for them, kind of a, a, a room to breathe, I think. Um, but as the past week or two, now we're, I, can, I don't even know what week we're in at this point, I think four or fifth, fourth or fifth, where they're starting to run out of things to do. And they're starting to realize, wow, there was value in attending school. Um, I think back to this, you know, I think he's nine years old. 
uh, week after week after week, just saying like, oh, you know, I dread school. There's nothing about school that I like and working with him on and identifying these small pieces that he might enjoy. Um, talked to him last week and he just looked at me on the computer screen and looked pretty sad. And he goes, I miss school. <laughs> and I kind of like leaned mm. back. I said, I need you to say that again. And uh, he said it again. And I said, let's talk about that because that's been a piece of your life. That's been really a, a pretty big struggle for you. Um, so I think the signs of hope that I see is that this experience has definitely shifted our attitudes to a certain extent. And I think it's shifted the way that we're viewing the world that we have previously existed in. And I think it's going to fundamentally kind of change how we see things going in the future. And, and I think that it's that piece of social connection for people. <laughs> so this kiddo, he wasn't necessarily missing school for the academics. He's missing school because he doesn't have that connection to people that he typically would. And, you know, we, we can't go out of our homes right now to 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 maintain those connections in person. Um, so my my people have been finding the most creative ways to still stay connected. Um, somebody told a story about our wise team here um, driving by a client's house on her birthday and kind of like waving out the out their car windows just to make sure that she knows that she's appreciated and loved. Um, so having our clients find these really creative outlets to still be connected with people, even if it's neighbors just waving across the, the yard or spending time reading to one another, I think it's something that's been pretty potent in terms of hope. Yeah, I would agree. I, I love the the organic nature of that, like you described. So you have your wraparound team getting out and taking a drive to do a wave or seeing neighbors do that. And have you, uh, I feel like in some of the correspondence that I've seen with you, you've been just reminding clients of their value and their worth, which sometimes we can forget, especially when we're isolated. Do you have any mm -hmm. any stories or things that come to mind with, yeah, with, with those questions that you sometimes get, especially from young people that mm -hmm. are just maybe freaking out in different ways right now? Yeah. Um, so I guess I could just share the story of the that was in that email thread. Um, had a teenager that I was working with and for you know quite a while he's he's dealt with depression in, in various ways. Uh, it's always been turned inwards and so kind of this value he has as a person has been um, I'm, I'm very much an attachment based person and so he's had a pretty rough life growing up and um, parents are separated. Um, both of them struggle with substance use at one point or another currently one of them does currently um, you know witnessing you know domestic violence and so his his view of the world and of himself has kind of evolved in that in that environment that context and so kind of breaking that a piece apart and, and rebuilding it again um, I can't remember what the, the word is right now there's that Japanese uh, form of art where they they will reform a broken bowl with pieces of glass and can't remember what it's called um, but essentially that's kind of the work that he and I have been doing is you know there's been these pieces of your life that feel broken and let's let's repair them let's fix them and he you know through this experience has been more socially isolated and with depression one of the big things is you want to you want to be behaviorally active um, you want to be socially active and that's a really big piece in treating depression and so right now um, you know, he's big about playing basketball and working out and it's been a big challenge for him and he's stuck and he has kind of fallen back into this, his mind's trap of telling him he's not worthwhile. He's nothing. He's, he's zero. And so kind of sat down with him and, and we were talking and he 
you know, what are some things that you can recall that bring you peace? Um, this sense of, uh, you know, harmony of peace, of satisfaction, of comfort. Um, and, and we sat down and we really kind of isolated some things that he remembers from his earlier childhood. And one of those pieces was he really enjoyed being read to. And so I just I had picked up a book that I had started the other day, which I don't know if this tells you how bored I am at this point, but I was reading a book on the number zero. Um, it's actually a really, really wonderful book. It's uh, Zero, the Biography of a Dangerous Idea, I think is what it's called. Um, and just the introduction at the very beginning kind of talks about the potency of the number zero and how it completely crippled this warship um, and its computer code. And uh, just the way that the author kind of describes the situation was just beautiful. So I just kind of read that introduction to him and at the end of it had a very good talk about, you know, in these moments where you feel like you're nothing, in these moments where you feel like you're zero, uh, still very powerful person and and what that meant to him. And it was getting a little emotional as I talk about it because it was it was a good session. And uh, he perked up and you could you could hear it in his voice and you know, his his language even shifted from that point on. The next week I talked to him and you know, all of a sudden him and his dad kind of broke quarantine a little bit and they they went and did some you know outside activities and you know still maintain social distance, which I'm proud of him for, but you know, making these connections and, and doing things that are important to him, that's gonna boost his spirit and his mood. Um, just by those little small interactions, just being read to, it was a huge thing for him. Yeah. That is beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Mm-hmm. And thank you for the work you're doing with him and others just to remind him of that. It's, it's so essential. And uh, James, anything else from your world right now or that you would want the rest of the community to know anything that comes to mind? Yeah. I think the big thing is that we're still here. Our, it sounds like our calls for intake appointments have dropped a little bit, uh, quite a bit actually that they're having a hard time filling it. And, you know, we're kind of concerned because there are people that live in families that have been unstable. Um, there's people that have lived in, in violence and abuse. And we know there's still this dire, dire need, especially in times like this, where people are more secluded in their homes. And um, we know that there's still this big need out there, um, but we're not sure if people are aware that we're still here. And so we've been trying to remind the community that we are here in, in these small ways. So whether it's, you know, making these posts on Facebook reaching out to hospitals, um, even in our email signatures, just putting down like, we're still here, we're still open, we're still taking calls. Um, it's not gonna be that we're physically here from, for the foreseeable future, but we're still here, we're doing the work. And the wonderful thing is research shows that we still make wonderful progress um, through through telehealth. And it doesn't, doesn't necessarily always have to take away from the experience of healing. Mm, that's good. Yeah, we're still here. And I've noticed that in your email signatures from your team, which I think is great. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, James, for taking a few minutes on your break here in the middle of the day of working with clients to to talk and for all the service and work you do with LCS and just thinking about you and your team and wishing you guys the best as we navigate this this time of uncertainty, but still mm-hmm. be still being here. So yeah, thank you. I appreciate have, it. Have a great rest of your day. Yeah, you too. Thanks.